How you doing, people? Yeah, yeah. It's episode six of Echo Chamber. Um, we're going to have a short one this week because been hit with laryngitis. So my throat is a mess. But, you know, we're going to still bring you that content. But getting into it, we've got the top 10 from the weekend of the 30th of November to the 2nd of December. At number 10, sticking in, is A Star Is Born. At number 9, again, another long situation film here. we got Widows. At number 8, Robin Hood. It's not looking good for such a new film. At number 7, Nativity Rocks. At number 6, 2.0. At number 5... Bohemian Rhapsody At number 4 The Grinch At number 3 Fantastic Beasts The Crimes of Grimwald At number 2 Cree 2 And at number 1 Ralph Breaks the Internet (coughs) So as I've mentioned Just one film this week and we will get to that right now. Okay, so the film this week is Solace. Um, this is written and directed by Kyle Strafe. Um, it stars Stephen Ogg, Alice Lowe, Kate Coogan. It's uh, 92 minutes long, so, yeah, not, you know, a good uh, thing to watch in between stuff, and, you know what I mean, you can throw it on, it's not going to drag, which is always, yeah, that's always a good thing. Um, the, uh, The story is, when Troy Holloway wakes up to find himself trapped aboard a drifting escape pod shooting towards the sun he quickly realizes the true terror of his situation with rapid oxygen depletion and a burn up rate of 90 minutes commander roberts leads a rescue party to save holloway before time runs out Having recently lost his son and now confronted by his immediate end, Holloway feels less enthusiastic about survival. But Roberts, speaking to him only through a weak radio transmission, is determined to save his life. And both soon learn that the lives they have both lived influence each other in unexpected ways. Uh, yeah, you know, it uh, it kind of sounds interesting. Um, and I I think when you start to watch it, you're automatically reminded of 
films like Buried with um, Ryan Reynolds and uh, The Martian with Matt Damon. But I think one of the things with this is like would the uh, would those other films you're able to form an empathy with the character but i i struggled to connect with uh with troy it it just yeah on no on on, on no level did i kind of feel his imminent danger feel his trepidation you know it like nothing resonated with me uh and i don't know it's it's a difficult one especially when you're you're trying kind of a one location shoot you know it it's Ways in which you can keep the audience interested. You know, ways you can uh, keep them thinking that things are happening. But, you know, the the, the camera angle changed a few times. um, And there was a few little changes of location. But, yeah, it was mainly in the seats. Uh, the can- camera angle changes, I, I kind of figured they, I felt they didn't really do much for, you know, the film, for, for trying to bring you in, but you just had the back of the seats, and it was just like, like, why do I want to see this, this view, I do, there's no point in this view, yeah, it it was a bit odd. Um, now, another thing I feel with, um, things like, uh, Buried and The Martian is that communication that the character is having with someone else remotely. Like, I mean, you can even kind of throw gravity in there because, like, those those conversations they did feel um like there was an honesty a legitimacy with them like with this one i i it did kind of baffle me a little i didn't quite get it because it it you know you have this argumentative nature to it and it's a bit like why like how would you go like go out the gate like that it didn't make any sense you know um so yeah you're you're a bit baffled like why why then there's a, a revelation a bit later on in the film and it's a bit like yeah, but I I I figured that out. I figured that out straight away, and I'm I'm kind of thinking, surely like 
that the main character would have figured that out straight away that car with the way in which things were being said that wasn't a revelate that was never a revelation and 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 so it was a bit like well that's this is meaningless you um you know you 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 robbed yourself of that moment because your dialogue was just flat and obvious and and that was a shame but that was really kind of the tone all the way through like everything just felt a bit flat and a bit like why do I care then it picked up towards the end I noticed that but the problem was it was a bit like it's a bit too late and also you're thinking but why now like why are you being like this now that doesn't make any sense, you know, the whole kind of 180 in vibe, it, it, it kind of leaves you scratching your head, um, yeah, like, I don't know, like, the, the sets were okay, um, like, the effects that you see, they're fine, a lot, there's situations though when things are just so obvious, you know, like a transmission cut out. You're like, well, of course it would cut out at this moment. You know what I mean? So you're not shocked. You you're not shocked when a lot of things happen. And there's something that happens that's very unexpected, and it's just like, ugh. Of course, of course, that's what you're doing, you know, it was a bit like, because when you're in a situation like they are, you you have full knowledge of the shit, so you know how a lot of things are going to play out, so the random things, that's your radar and stuff, you know, so when this thing happens, it's a bit like, so how how is that not picked up? That doesn't make any sense. You know? Like if it was just a random. But they'd already done a, a thing. So they couldn't have done another one. Uh, so it's just a bit like. that. The, the, the thing that happens is just like. Oh that's only there. Because you're trying to build this suspense. But it doesn't work. Especially like. They made this revelation to there's this one point, and they say this thing, but it's too early for anyone to care because it's just like, well, there's this amount of film left, so obviously, you know, it is a bit like the the pacing was wrong on that moment, which is a thing, right. The music, like the score was fine, but I feel it, it was playing at certain moments when they're talking, and it's just like, that's not helping this moment at all, you know, it, it wasn't adding to the moment, it wasn't, 
making you feel anything like oh of course that was the intention to build the drama of a scene but it didn't build the drama of the scene so you're just left like trying to listen and this music playing and you're getting a bit frustrated so it was a shame you know i I was looking forward to to this you know I, i i like alice lowe's work but i just things like for me it it just didn't really work you know but like it you know it's an interesting kind of concept um i think if you liked things like the outer limits like there was kind of episodes similar to this so if you liked that then you'll like this i think if you like the kind of idea behind the Martian and Buried, then you might want to check this out as well, you know. But this, 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 I think this really is kind of for the fans of, like, The Outer Limits, The Burning Zone, The Tales of the Crypt, because it feels like it, it's an extended episode from any of those, you know, so, um, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's, um, that's the thing, man, it will be available for digital download on the 10th of December, so you can, um, get it from, you know, iTunes, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Sky, BT, you know, all the usual places, it's seven ninety nine standard and nine ninety nine HD, so that is Solace, it's uh, from director Carl Strafey, starring Steve Ogg, Alice Lowe, Henry Dalwith, Kerry Coogan, uh, it's sci-fi, little drama, movie partnership, there you go people, check it out, you know, if if this is your kind of thing, well people, I'm only doing um, a short one this week, just because, yeah, the voice is a wreck, but, that, hopefully next week we'll have a uh, a more fleshed out episode okay so we'll get on with the um film news um so i think it's, it's interesting because we've just had fantastic beasts the crimes of grim world come out and reviews have been a bit underwhelmed you know, a lot of people have just said, look, the feel it's just f- set up, it's filler, you know, not, not much really happens or gets resolved, and that's telling because, you know, if anyone be- remembers, this film went from a trilogy to five films, well, um, David uh, Heyman, who's the producer of the films, has um, recently uh, been speaking 
with Collider. And this is what he said. I didn't go from anybody speaking to Joe and saying, you need, you know what, let's milk this. Both in fairness to the studio, but also to Joe. While it may look like it to some people, there is nothing cynical about this. This all from her head. So she began with three films because she thinks that's the story she wants to tell. And then she digs deeper and she hadn't written anything when she said three. Then she wrote the first film. And as she's writing the second film, um, maybe just a little bit before, she says she she says we working on the first. She began to realize there was a whole lot more, and she was trying to figure out how the hell am I going to squeeze this into free? I think she knew some of the tempos, some of the big moments. That was trying to fit in. She knows where it ends. She knows where it begins. And she had a lot of the building blocks in her head. But as she was filling out. She realised there was a lot more there than she'd thought. Now. The thing is. It's like. Yes, that might be fair to say, you know, that she had more ideas and she's written more than she thought she would write. But that's what an editor is there for, you know. They're meant to look at the material and make cuts where cuts need to be. Say, look, this this does nothing to the story. This is padding. The, you know what I mean? Let, let's just change that bit. That's what an editor does. And if you've gone to five films and already the second film is being touted as filler. What does that really say for what is to come? You know, it it just makes the whole situation seem a mess. Because why are you doing this? Look, you you should have a, a solid story. If you're going to five films. And I believe everyone realised when it was going to five. That yeah this would be the case. Because the Harry Potter films were over long. I that that's a fair thing to say. You know if you love them or you hate them. There was a lot of stuff in those films that didn't need to be there. And it looks like that's what we're getting. Again with this new This new series But you know We'll see what happens as they uh, As they come out Okay (coughs) So Word came out that G.I. Joe film series Was going to get a spin off And Snake Eyes Was going to get his own film Well now, a director has been chosen to helm that film, and I think that 
is looking like it's gonna be Robert Schwenkwenkki. He um he did Red, Insurgent, and R.I.P.D. So Red is good. Red was good. You know that was a big surprise. Other two maybe not so much, but you know who knows what will happen. So um. Yeah, you know, the film's coming out through Paramount, and yeah, as most people know, it's based on um, the Hasbro toy line. Uh, Snake Eyes is a silent ninja commando who dresses all in black. He never shows his face, never speaks, so, hmm, I don't know. We'll see how they can pull this, this one off. Alright. Next up we have, um, so this is news to me. I'm not surprised, but they're rebooting the Resident Evil film series. And, um, the person attached to this is Johannes... Roberts, uh, he, he's done 47 meters down, and strangers pray at night, so, um, I, I think that bodes well, because he, he's come from a horror background, so, it'll be interesting how, the approach to this um, new iteration of Resident Evil will be, because, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that they've been a bit, the previous films were not so much horror, they, they were probably more action-based, uh, so now an actual horror director is involved fans may get more of what they actually um were looking for with the franchise um there's been a lot of talk about the 21 jump street series and how they were looking to do a female version well word comes that tiffany haddish um, you know, she starred in uh, Girl Trip, and um, she also was in Night School with Kevin Hart. She's in talks for the lead role, along with uh, Awak Wafina, who was in Crazy Rich Asians. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Phil Lord and Chris Miller are um, going to be writing the film. Um, there's no real word when uh, this will be coming out, so you know we'll 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 see what comes of this. Um, in interesting news. Um, <clears throat> the British Film Institute 
have announced they will no longer provide funding for films that include villains with facial star scars. I think this is trying to get rid of the negative stigma that's associated with um, scarring and disfigurement. Um, <clears throat> the BFI Deputy Chief Executive, Ben Roberts, told the telegraph film is a catalyst for change and that is why we are committing to not having negative representations depicted through scars or facial difference in the films we fund so you know i think it's fair to say that a lot of films do use these things to kind of depict the good from the bad, you know. So the villains often have like uh, disfigurement, facial scarring. Um, you 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 might have them have albinism. You know, there, there's all these things that get put on the uh, yeah. The, the the guise of a villain in a film which I mean, it's a bit lazy really if you think about it so uh, you know this is a I, I think this is an interesting move by the BFI and um, you know maybe it will help bring about yeah, change and un more understanding uh, so word came out a while back that Chris Evans was going to retire from the role of Captain America and with the way Avengers Infinity War ended people were like oh okay that makes complete sense you know uh, like they're gonna kill the character off um but um Joe Russo has been out doing press and he he had this to say about you know the the whole situation I think it was more emotional for him than it was us because he's not done yet I won't explain what that means, but fans will soon understand what I'm talking about. So that's that, you know that's interesting, uh, and that could lead to many different things because fans of the comic books know that Cap has had many different guises. He he's gone as Nomad. Um, I think the Sentinel, uh, the Captain. So, with um, you know, Dis Disney and Marvel entering the next phase of these films, it could be a thing that they bring in a new Cap. You know, like in the comics, Bucky was Cap for a while. Um, you know, uh, and that was after becoming Winter Soldier, so then he went to Cap. Then also, 
Falcon became Cap. So, maybe in the films, um, Chris Mackey takes up the role of Cap. And then Chris Evans moves into one of these other iterations. Like Nomad, like the Sentinel. So, yeah, I think that's pretty... um, pretty interesting but we'll have to wait till next year for if Avengers 4 comes out okay so finally um the golden the 76th golden globe awards have revealed uh their nominations uh so up for um Best Motion Picture Drama, we've got A Star Is Born, If Bill Street Could Talk, Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Handsman, and Black Panther, motherfucker. So, yo, it would be dope if that won, but you know. <laughs> so, for Best Picture musical or comedy we've got vice mary poppins returns green book the favorite which is very good um and crazy rich asians for best actor in a motion picture drama bradley cooper for a star is born william for defoe for at eternity's gate lucas hedges as boy erased Rami Malik for Bohemian Rhapsody and John David Washington for Black Klansman. See, <clears throat> I don't know, wait, for Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Drama, you have Glenn Close for The Wife, Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born, Nicole Kidman for Destroyer, excellent performance, Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me, yeah, she was good. Rosamund Pike for a Private War. Astounding performance. Um, best Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy. Christian Bale for Vice. Lin-Manuel Miranda for Mary Poppins Returns. Vigo Mortensen for Green Book. Robert Redford for The Old Man and a Gun. John C. Riley for Stan and Ollie. Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy. Emily Bunt for Mary Poppins Returns. Olivia Coleman for The Favourite. She is very good in the film. Elise Fisher for Eighth Grade. Charlize Theron for Tully. And Constant Wu for Crazy Rich Asians. Best Actor in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture. Marcella Ali for Green Book. Timothy Chalamet for Beautiful Boy. I I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if he won. Because that it was so good. Adam Driver for Black Handsman. Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Sam Rockwell for Vice. Best Actress in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture. Amy Adams for Vice. Claire Foy for First Man, Regina King for If Bill Street Could Talk, um, yeah, she is really good in that, 
Emma Stone and Rachel Weiss for the both of the favorite. Both were again really good. Uh, best motion picture animated. Incredibles 2. Isle of Dogs. I thought Isle of Dogs was stop motion. Interesting. Marari. Ralph Breaks the Internet and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Best Motion Picture, Foreign Language. Kappa Numo. <coughs> Girl. Never Look Away. Roma. Shoplifters. Best Director, Motion Picture. Bradley Cooper, A Star Is Born, Alfonso Coran, Roma, Peter Farley, Green Book, Spike Lee, Black Landsman, Adam McKay, Vice. Best Screenplay Motion Picture, Alfonso Coran, Roma, Deborah Davis and Tony McNamara, The Favourite, Barry Jenkins, If Bill Street Could Talk, Adam McKay, Vice. Peter Finney, Nick Valongilaga, Brian Curry, Green Book, Best Original Score, Motion Picture, Marco Beltrani, A Quiet Place, Alexandra Desplat, Isle of Dogs, Ludwig Goranson, Black Panther, Justin Horwitz, First Man, Mark Shamaman, Mary Poppins Returns. Best Original Song, Motion Picture, All the Stars, Black Panther, Girl in the Movies, Dumpling, Requiem for a Private War, A Private War, Revelation, Boy Erased, and Shallow, A Star is Born. Best Television Series, Drama, The Americans, Bodyguard, Homecoming, Killing Eve, and posse. I mean, there's a lot more awards, but gotta tell you people, I've lost interest and my voice, I believe, is done. So, I'm gonna hit you with a HelloFresh offer so you can get money off your Christmas meal and save on all that hassle. And then I'm out. So, people, until next time, take it easy. And, uh, yeah, watch a lot of films. Okay, people, I'm going to let you in to um, something that's going to be a big help. Because we're coming up to Christmas, unfortunately. And the biggest thing about Christmas is the shopping for food because it's insane everyone goes crazy it's difficult sometimes to find what you want so i'm gonna give you a little tip that will make this so simple so simple all right so the thing is hello fresh are doing a christmas box okay so in the Christmas box, you can get a 
butter-based turkey with fresh rosemary and lemon. Pigs in blankets. So it's pork sausages wrapped in streaky bacon. Roast potatoes with a rosemary seasoning. Balsamic Brussels sprouts. Yeah, sounds good. With cranberries, pecans and pancetta. How tasty does that sound? Truffle root vegetables with cheese, garlic and thyme. Seasonal stuffing, pork cranberry stuffing balls. Slow-cooked spiced red cabbage with bramley apple and cinnamon. Now, I've made red cabbage with apple and it is so good. So, that will be amazing. And then festive gravy, a rich and delicious gravy. And um, you can also add a cheese platter with, um, yeah... You know, uh, charcoal crackers, quince chutney, and a whole load of uh, cheese. So they do that box. They also do a box with a dessert. And the dessert is luxury Christmas pudding with brandy, butter, caramel sauce. Talk about decadent, right? And... The box comes in four different sizes. So you can get it for four people, six people, eight people, or ten people. Which is pretty damn good. Alright, so I'll give you the figures too, man. So for four people, it works out nineteen ninety-nine per person. For six people... It's £16.66 per person. For eight, it's £15.62 per person. And for ten, it's £14.49 per person. So that really makes Christmas meal really affordable. But I'm going to give you a code that will give you... 10% off that box. Don't tell me I do nothing for you people. So all you have to do is in the checkout enter the code Kevin Christmas and that will give you 10% off your Christmas box at HelloFresh. So, I'll put this in the episode description. But, yeah, it's Kevin Christmas. Boom. Nice. I've just saved Christmas for you. You're welcome. 